Hello and welcome to the Creative Waffle Podcast. I'm your host Mark Hirons and today we have a very special guest, Paula Scher. In this episode I chat to Paula about women in design. So without further ado, this is my chat with Paula Scher. Well, today I want to talk about why there aren't as many female designers, male designers in high power positions and, and sort of get your opinions on that and yeah, see, see if we can have an interesting conversation about it. Well, it, it is a conundrum um, and it's existed for as long as I've been working, which is a considerably long time. And um, I'm not totally sure. I can talk about things I've observed over the years um, which makes sense to me. I mean, the obvious thing is that women come out of design school, uh, they get design assistant positions, and they seem to stay in them. Mm. Uh, then they get frustrated, and they go on to do other things in their lives, and so they don't have the longevity of career to, to rise to the high position because they were in a, a design assistant position maybe for too long a period of time or maybe they stopped and had children or that sort of thing happened that's that's part of it uh the question is why don't they get out of the design assistant position yeah plenty of them in the design assistant position and yet i think very few rise to the next level and i think that there are a variety of reasons for that. Uh, one of them is that they, they may not be assertive enough um, in terms of promoting their ideas and uh, promoting their work. Um, or they may be assertive but not appreciated when they promote their ideas and, and promote their work. And this may be the case of having male bosses, but it also may be the case having female bosses. Yeah. Uh, that all of these things are, are problematic and, and real solutions. I mean, the obvious thing to say, oh, is it's a million years of sexism that is holding them down. Um, some of that's true. Yeah. But not all of it's true. I mean, it is a combination of what the expectation is for women to succeed and that for women to succeed in a broader way we have to expect that that's normal not the exception and that's a whole mind bent change i know even as well known as i am as a designer if uh somebody doesn't know who i am and i'm in a room with one of my male partners all eyes go to the man. Right. And to say they go to the man, uh, even if there are equally women and men in the room, women do it too, because that's the expectation of where the power is. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I've, I've been doing a bit of research for this, um, and it goes back to the point where you're saying about women being not pushing enough, they don't push as much, and uh, a guy called Jordan Peterson, who's a professor of psychology at Toronto University, he was talking about this, being more agreeable than men, so they sort of tend to stick in these positions, and that's obviously one of the factors, uh, but like you say, there's, there's tons of factors, it's very complex. The perception of women in, in design is equally held by women, that they do it too. It isn't, though I have to say that the expectation of men is that they 
they will somehow not be assertive enough, even though, even when they are, you know, that, that, or they will question it more. Um, that's, I know as a young designer, I, I was very assertive and I got in all kinds of trouble and uh, it annoyed a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like, I, I can imagine people that get to the top or, or yeah, like you, like you say, like yourself, that they, they're an anomaly. Like they don't, they don't like follow the rules, like you say. Have you faced many difficulties, like when you were younger? Uh, I was, I was a kid in the music industry. You know, I was this kid doing record covers. I was in my twenties, and I was just a smartass. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I would have to persuade bands to, you know, do something I was designing, and sometimes um, they listened to me, and a lot of time they didn't. And then if I couldn't persuade them, I'd have to persuade the company. Um, and then there were there was there were things I I did um, I would I made friends with people who were in the marketing department and um, I would be reliable to them because I would take on a lot of work and I would do work for them meaning uh, a political recording artist would be handled appropriately and be satisfied with their record cover and then I would take work that you know projects that nobody cared about and design them the way I wanted to yeah so actually got portfolio piece out of the thing because sometimes you can be a pleaser and and have everybody like what you do but you never make anything that's terrific so it doesn't help your own career I mean I was sort of selfish and savvy as a little kid um but but that had a lot to do with my personality um and not everybody has the same personality uh, that that someone else would have to change their behavior to be like me, and that that was an advantage. I know it was an advantage. It came naturally, but it does not necessarily come naturally to to most women. I also noticed that uh, there was a panel discussion where uh, it was about women in illustration, and this was in the eighties. And uh, the School of Visual Arts asked me to moderate this discussion to to find out if there was something uh, that kept women from moving ahead in illustration because they would graduate from from uh, the School of Visual Arts in massive numbers and then they would disappear. Mm. So we I asked very successful uh, illustrators. There was a panel of them uh, a bunch of questions about how they got to where they got. And they all answered one question in a really interesting way. I asked them, do you consider yourself to be ambitious and highly motivated? And they all said highly motivated, but not ambitious, where men would say yes to both if they were successful. And that, that what was fascinating to me about that at that very point in time was I saw that the idea of ambition seemed like it was something unfeminine. So therefore, therefore you didn't you didn't behave that way. Now, if a woman if a woman does behave in a manner that's ambitious and highly motivated, they are often hated. Yeah. And that's that is a problem. How do you overcome that? But but by the same token, a man does that and that's the expectation of their behavior. So to me, these sorts of things are inherent in the discussion. Mm. Um, that that it's not just that there is sexism. Uh, 
you know, and political hierarchies where it becomes difficult for women to crack glass ceilings. There's expectation that women even have amongst themselves and the way they feel about other women who behave that way. Yeah. Stuff is deep, insidious, and insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's also an idea that men are more competitive as well. Like, they like to compete against each other and have this sort of ambition, like you said, to get to the top. Um, and do you think that's less, like, less likely in women? Um, you mean, you mean as natural behavior to them? Yeah. They're, tra- yeah, they're like, trained not to be. I mean, look at all the role models. You know, even yeah. if, you, like, if you watch old movies, which I learn a lot from, because we want to understand how the culture got the way it is, it's all in the old movie. Mm. Ambitious women are supposed to be terrible, and they're supposed to have horrible downfalls in the end where they realize the mistakes in their ways because they gave up their family and they didn't pay attention to their the things they loved and, and, and sacrificed themselves for their work. That's supposed to be a horrible thing to be. Yeah. If you, that's a horrible thing to be. How can you? Or that that well, you're going to just do so much. You're going to only you're going to only you know design it so that you're going to put in so much. And something like design or ballet or uh, you know being a musician, any of the arts, it is an involved profession where you have to give this certain part of yourself. Yeah. Be able to attain a certain recognition that enables you to successfully navigate your way through projects that will be visible and make you make you someone that other people want to hire. I mean, that's the nature of the business. It's not just a job. So, what characteristics do you, do you think women should strive to be and, and have um, if they want to make it in design? I think they do want to grow their work, and they have to be able to explain their work. They have to be able to teach someone else how to see what they're doing to an extent where they can get it and appreciate their talent. They have to be able to think that the person they're dealing with has command of the situation. And and they have to be able to, to put themselves in a position when a client is looking to change something or to uh, take control of it, that they stand by their work and not let that happen. They have to be strong enough to be able to do that. They can do it all different kinds of ways, but they have to be able to do that because they can't grow. If they're, if they're, even if they're in a situation as a young assistant and they may be told to do something or follow a direction, if the direction is wrong, they have to stand their ground. Yeah have to protect and defend their work. Do you think that's one of the main reasons why women don't progress up to the creative director levels and don't get to, to the top? It's one of the reasons. I, yeah. wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's the only reason. I mean, I yeah. think there is... There is um, uh, it, there, there are different levels of success. For example, yeah. I knew a male art director who was very good and he actually hired two of my former students who were both brilliantly talented mm. and uh, they got pretty far within the magazine. They were at the associate art director level and then this creative director left and neither of them got the job. Right. Neither of them got his job. He, the, the, the magazine editor went outside of these two exceedingly talented women who stood up for their work and hired somebody else on the outside, saying, oh, it's time for a change. Mm. No, in any sense, it wasn't time for a change. He just couldn't see those women in the role as uh, being the art director. And uh, was it a man? That, that, yes, in. it was a man. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it was okay. <laughs> uh, nobody knew. It's best of both worlds, is it? <laughs> but nobody knew it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I don't know what went on there, but he he was he was so visibly wrong. Mm. It was so visibly wrong and shocking, and not because of the the art director who left, who promoted the women. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've got uh, apparently around seventy percent of design students are female, which is a huge amount compared to the male. And then it suddenly switches to forty percent of professional designers are women, being sixty percent male. Yeah, why do you think it switches around? I don't know. You know, I don't know if if students come out of school. I I know that I went to school a really long time ago, and and I think the numbers were more equal in design. I went to a uh, there were a lot more women in painting in those days. But I know that when I graduated, a lot of people just disappeared, period. Not right. just men, not just women, but men. And they went, they did other things. Like sometimes you go to school and study something and you have no interest in doing it later. Yeah. Or life, life takes over. Or you go back home and something's going on. Or your father had a business and he needs help. Or, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of reasons that people don't pursue the things they studied in school. But what is odd is that there are so many women. And the question is, what percentage of women go to work? Did you say there were 40% of them get jobs? Uh, yeah, 40% professional designers, yeah. Okay, the 40% of professional designers that get jobs, what levels do they grow to? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's fair, I don't think it's fair to stop after school, because you could probably make the same case for men. Yeah, yeah. But if you're making that case against women who are working and there isn't a reasonable percentage that are growing to the two to higher levels, then you've really got an issue. How do you think you can encourage female designers to stick at it and get more into being a professional designer? The women that I know, they're women who attain, attain success and they seem to be uh, in a couple of areas they do well. Mm. Women who run their own businesses after they, they if they have succeeded in working in a uh, design capacity, say in a place like doing a, a certain kind of promotion or doing book covers or making relationships with people for doing this kind of work, if they start their own small business and they can manage it against the clients they have, they have the potential of growing it. Mm. And the more success they have, the more successful they're likely to get. So that that's, that's, a, that's a good outlet. It's usually somebody who has you know, five or more years of, of experience and has developed an ability to talk to clients and, and build a client base, they can do okay. Um, I think that there are women who successfully traverse corporate art director positions, and there are women who um, I think do very well in educational systems, uh, you know, like working, uh, becoming uh Running, running up the economic, the the uh, educational ladder, and becoming uh, professors, and maybe having even dean positions, and 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 there's been some success there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I would say in um, more artful positions, like in Hollywood or in um, uh, the music industry, you'll find successful women art directors. It sort of comes down to. The- in my opinion, like survival of the fittest, that, like that phrase. Men are more confident right. at, at expressing their opinions. Yeah. Um, do not do not think they're um, 
stepping on somebody's toes. Um, they are often just less sensitive in general as people. Yeah. Um, they might like sort of, you know, be rather bullish about something they want to do. Um, a lot of them learn how to convey their positions with passions. They're also they're also men have some of the same problems the women have, who are who are shy and 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 not terribly aggressive, and they're brilliant at their work, but don't really put themselves forward. And they will they will have as much difficulty as as women do. But I think as a group, if you're going to generalize, because that's all we're doing here is we're generalizing because yeah. it's generally true, that as a group, women do have a more difficult time being able to express themselves uh, in in a, a situation that's going to help them gain power, because really what we're talking about is power, uh, and, and the ability to grow their, their professional capabilities. If you are in um, a, an assistant position uh, and you can't grow out of it, you likely never will. How do you think we can build this confidence in people then to make them step up and, and tell um, ask for a pay rise or ask to be promoted or um, get to the next level? I don't even think it's about asking for a pay raise or asking to be promoted. I think it's it's looking at something they're being asked to do and saying, I think we could do this a better way. Yeah. I mean, I think that that it isn't just, oh, I, I, I've been working for a year, I need a raise. I think it's, it's what am I capable of accomplishing? I mean, so many people are stuck in stupid, you know, jobs where they have to get something approved by a marketing director that they know more than, yeah. or that they're, they're being kept from a person in power who's the one who's going to make the decision about it, and they're dealing with some, you know, person in the middle who's screwing up the work, so they can't even get the pieces accomplished to show how terrific they can be. Yeah. I mean, that's really the killer of it. That's, once you show that you're valuable, you don't really have the problem getting the raise. You may still be underpaid, but they'll give you the raise if the minute you're valued. But to be valued, you have to be able to show what you can do. You have to be valuable to somebody. When you're hiring someone, when you're hiring a designer, that's what you look for, isn't it? Like the quality of their work. Totally. Yeah. Unless you don't, it's good. Because there are a lot of designers who are getting positions in advertising agencies or in certain types of, of corporate communications companies where actually they're working for somebody who doesn't know how to make a judgment about design. Right. And that's problematic because they, they would have to be able to teach that person what's good so that person can appreciate what they do. I mean, this is, this is a real problem. I wrote a book in 2002 called Make It Bigger. And the first chapter is called Corporate Politics 101. And it might be a good thing for everybody to read because nothing's changed since I wrote the book. And when I wrote the book, I was really writing about my own experiences in the 70s. So nothing has changed, at least since then, if not even before that. It has to do with who is really qualified to make decisions about work and how does somebody traverse that landscape to be able to make the work that will be noticed that therefore will accrue that person with power. I mean, you can't talk about it as a purely neutral thing like oh i'm here and i've been an assistant for a year and i can't get a raise mm. the question is a raise for what reason is the cost of living rate increase or are you actually going to ex in increase your your responsibility in your position to do that you have to make something that merits that and that's how you grow otherwise you can sit and make a cost of living raise for the next seventy-five thousand years but that's not what we're talking about is it yeah so, so what we're trying to say is like stand up for your good work and, and make good work and 
and stand up for it. Must be. Why would they know what they're looking at? Does your mother know what it looks like, what, you, what she's talking about? Does she know the difference between a typeface? Does she know why somebody picks one thing or another? Why would they know that? You know that. It's your job to explain that to somebody else. Yeah. And if, 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 you, if you can't express yourself and you, you can't explain to somebody why they should be doing it this terrific way that you did, then you'll never be able to achieve that. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, is, there, is there anything else you want to say to, to young female designers out there? I think that there's an advantage that we all have as designers, is that we make this tangible thing. It's not, it's not just that we're all standing in a row and we're equivalent. We make a tangible thing that people can ultimately learn about and make a value judgment about. And that is your ticket to actually being able to succeed and get ahead is this thing you make. And that the problem that's cultural is the fear of expressing it, the, the notion that you're not going to be listened to, which is, is true sometimes. Um, the idea that if you're working and competing with a man in a given situation, that he is likely to get a different kind of attention than you get. All these things are true. Yeah. But the advantage is, is that you still are making this tangible thing. And the tangible thing can sometimes speak for itself. And that that is a true advantage. It's an advantage of being something where all people are relatively equal. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Thank you very much. Uh, the last three questions I ask everyone on the podcast is uh, well, as follows. The best, your, what is your best purchase under a hundred dollars? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> best purchase under a hundred dollars? I don't know. Some some wonderful thing I see, like an art show, a movie, a play. Mm. You know, something that stays with me forever. Nice, nice. The second to last one is, is: What's your best design advice? Uh, you're only as good as your last piece of work, and that that as to the outer world, you're as good as your best piece of work. But to yourself, you're only as good as your last piece. So you have to keep trying. You have to keep looking at each design as an opportunity, and never be cynical. Um, the last one is a bit deep. It's uh, how do you want to be remembered? Oh, forget me. <laughs> I don't think they will. I don't think somehow. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, it's not important. Fair it's enough. not the important thing is making stuff. I mean, that's the only reason to do it. If 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 this, this is, a, is if this becomes equitable to every kind of job situation then that's that's very pathetic the the things i'm talking about are things that only designers can do in terms of being able to make something and have somebody else see it and be able to explain it to them and that 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 is its own reward it's great and that that that's the thing you never give up and uh the problem is if you're shy and you can't do it you better be 17 times as talented as the person sitting next to you male or female because it's a, it's a social business and you have to be able to explain it. Perfect. Well, thanks very much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Okay. I hope it's helpful.
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Creative Warfare. Thank you to Paula for giving her time generously. Uh, it's absolutely amazing to talk to someone I look up to so much in, in Paula Sher. Uh, it's, it's really got some great knowledge out of this and the main point I took away from it was no matter who you are, just make great work and stand up for it and uh, let the work do the talking. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to subscribe and like the video, share it with a friend and I'll see you in the next episode.